coming to theaters across the U.S. on March 20th and 21st, an epic film on Noah's Flood. This film unveils compelling evidence in support of the Bible, including what happened to the dinosaurs? Why do we find soft tissues and blood in their bones today? Why did God send the flood? What are the parallels between the days of Noah and the coming judgment? Mark your calendars for March 20th, 21st, and be prepared to experience the Genesis flood like never before. Get your tickets today at www.noahsflood.com. Coming to theaters across the U.S. on March 20th and 21st, an epic film on Noah's Flood. This film unveils compelling evidence in support of the Bible, including what happened to the dinosaurs? Why do we find soft tissues and blood in their bones today? Why did God send the flood? What are the parallels between the days of Noah and the coming judgment? Mark your calendars for March 20th, 21st, and be prepared to experience the Genesis Flood like never before. Get your tickets today at www.noahsflood.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com and here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Today we will tackle the topic of keys to a happy marriage. I know that each of us has our own ideas of what makes us happy, but when you put two people in one home, all bets are off. Today I'm going to deal with some insights and mistakes couple make in their quest for happily ever after. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I am the host of Vintage Homeschool Moms. You can find today's show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com, Best Kept Secrets for a Happy Marriage, Episode 515. And I want to thank our sponsor, Seven Folds Films and Genesis Apologetics present The Ark and the Darkness. It will be in theaters on March 20th through 21st, but you can check out their website, noahsflood.com, after those dates to find out its availability. In their words, Noah's Flood is preserved in ancient writings from every major culture around the world. Recent discoveries confirm what the Bible has said all along. Again, you can check that out at noahsflood.com 
And we are thankful for each of our sponsors because they help bring this broadcast as well as others on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network to all of you. If you like this broadcast, please share it with a friend and give me a star rating on your favorite podcast app. I also have some links in the show notes of previous episodes that I've created um, that deal with um, parenting secrets as well as spiritually strong kids and 45 date night ideas. So you can find that in the show note links. So what are the best kept secrets to a happy marriage? I wish I knew. I'm just kidding. I've been married to my husband, Jeff, since 1979, and we have had our shares of ups and downs, surgeries, childbirth, financial problems, and at times our faith was severely tested. My husband has gone through seven surgeries and many were in the midst of homeschooling, having children, and working, and just trying to keep things going, even if all I wanted to do was crawl back into bed. We struggled with homeschooling at times and even just focusing on the basics, let alone our faith and what was important in keeping our relationship alive. You know, sometimes our marriage took a back seat, like way in the back of a 15-passenger van, but we kept at it because, and this is a secret that I didn't even list, we kept at it because for us there was no alternative but to make it work. Now, I'm not talking about abusive relationships here. If you're in a situation that isn't a normal marriage or what we would call a normal marriage with ups and downs, then please get help. I'm talking about a marriage that you want to make stronger or maybe a marriage that has gotten weaker. My husband and I work with engaged couples at our church, and the program is called Pre-Canaan in reference to the Feast of Canaan in the Bible. So that was a wedding celebration where they ran out of wine, and Jesus was there as as well as his mother, Mary. And she said to him, you know, they've run out of wine. And he said, what does that have to do with me? And then he proceeded to um, bless the jugs of water, and they turned into the best wine that the wedding participants had had. And so It was one of the first miracles or the first miracle of Jesus's public ministry. So pre-Cana is basically before the wedding. And my husband and I are blessed. We get to um, mentor these young couples who are excited about getting married. We go through the course material, yes, but the main thing we share is what we wish we had known before going into our marriage. And there really is a difference between knowing something and living it, right? Well, here are some keys. Happy marriage key number one is dying to self. Love by its very nature is self-giving. Marriage is a chance to die to self. What does that mean? It means to learn self-control, to avoid saying things we can't take back, and loving until it hurts. Marriage means praying daily, not only for ourselves, but for our spouse and for our family. Marriages are under attack today, and the statistics of divorce are horrible, no matter what your faith. The Pew Research on Marriage from 2014, which was the most recent data I could find, has a link that shows the statistics. And like I said, they're not good. 
Dying to self is not easy. It means putting aside our wants and needs to serve others. This is only by the grace of God, not something we can do on our own. I had to pray often for the grace to do this, and I was often unsuccessful. This is the opposite of everything you're going to see on social media, um, when your friends are posting all their fun vacations and you're changing your 10th diaper for the day. You're thinking, oh yes, let me just die to self. Of course, we don't want to do that or we don't feel like doing that. It's the opposite of what the commercials say or the beauty products tell us. Everything out there says, you deserve the best. You need to be pampered. That your marriage is disposable. If you don't like this one, just get another one. Or you shouldn't have babies. It will ruin your figure. Some may feel your spouse isn't worth it. I get it. Then I think of Mother Teresa, who by God's grace picked up a dying man from the gutter and gave him a dignified death. Not life, but death. She didn't ask, well, what did you do to get in the gutter? She picked him up and served him, not because she knew him, but because she did it for God. Each of us serves our spouse because we do it for God. So key two to a happy marriage is marriage is not 50-50. You know, each relationship is different. And many times I heard that marriage is 50-50, but nothing in marriage is equal. It's really a myth to say that it's 50-50. Very rarely do a couple work in sync together in all things. In my experience, I've only met two couples who I could say were pretty much 50-50. One couple was actually my parents. My mom and dad both worked together in business and leisure. And if one was in the kitchen, the other one was helping in some capacity and so on. They were inseparable. Another couple was a family we knew from church, the Krulikases. They were American-born and Lithuanian descent. They, too, were very much in sync in their marriage and child-rearing and in life. But it is very rare. That doesn't mean you can't have a happy marriage if it's not 50-50. But for many of us, possibly you listening, marriage is more like 60-40 or 70-30. And at times it feels like we're pulling 100%. In marriage, things change. One spouse may have surgery, for example. My poor husband has had seven of them in the span of our marriage. At times, I felt that I was pulling a heavy load. Yet it happens to many of us. When we do something over and above, praise God, thank him for the opportunity to serve your spouse and be helpful. At one point, my husband never offered to help in the kitchen. Well, when our kids got older and left home, all of a sudden he's in the kitchen washing dishes or asking me how he could help. I had to wait many years for that to happen, but I feel blessed when he does do the dishes. It took child number three for him to change one diaper, and we have five of them. Yet it wasn't something I complained about or asked him to do. I just did it. Believe me, I am not a martyr. I dislike dishes and hate diapers. But I knew that he worked hard so I could stay at home. And this was my way of saying thank you. Of course, talk to your spouse if you want things to be more equitably split as far as tours or kids or whatever that is, but go into marriage with the idea that it's equitable gives us a false thought of what it's going to be. And then we're really disappointed when it doesn't work out the way we think it should be. Happy marriage key number three is 
proper communication. And uh, another point that is so important is communication. You know, and I know, and I'm sure your, sp- your spouse knows that communication is key. But do you know one of the best kept secrets? Communicating without getting angry and no character assassination is key. Character assassination is when we call the other person dumb or stupid or degrade them using other words. No one wants to be swore at or called stupid. It is all in how you phase it. You can say, I'm upset with you right now and I can't talk about it, or I'm really hurt and what you did made me feel, and you go on. That's all perfectly acceptable. But talking out your feelings is key and realizing it's not all about us. That doesn't mean to say it's not all about you because that's hurtful too if you say that. And in fact, I need to create another podcast on communicating with your spouse because it's so important. And it really is one of the main issues that people get upset with each other and then they can't forgive or move on. Happy marriage key number four is someone that loves you for you. We all need to be loved, and when we find that person who loves us and understands us, that is worth cherishing. And if you're struggling in a relationship, believe me, this is something you can work on. You got married for a reason. Even if that reason is weak, you can still have a good marriage by loving the other person the way you want to be loved. Will it be one-sided? Maybe. Do it anyway. You chose each other. Remember that. You said yes when he asked or you asked, or whatever the case may be. The person you married is worth loving by virtue of being created by God, being a child of God. If you are around friends who are not like-minded and don't believe that marriage is worth preserving and keeping, find new friends. My two closest friends have good marriages. Are they perfect? No. And yet they have shown me through example everything on this list that I'm sharing with you today. They have shown me this in their relationships. One has been married one year longer than I have and one about three years less. One thing we have in common, we pray for each other, and in doing so, the Lord will give us the grace to love more deeply. That means praying for your spouse each day. That means praying for their needs and asking your spouse to pray for you. Sometimes it seems that one person loves the other more, but love can grow and flourish and become deeper with the right care. Especially if you think marriage is forever and it's not a disposable, then it's amazing how hard you will work to preserve it. Happy marriage key number five, time together. Do you even remember what time together looks like or date night? We must spend time with our spouse talking, listening, and enjoying each other's company, cell phones down or better yet, in the other room. At a homeschool conference, I heard a friend of mine share during her seminar on frugal living how she created date nights in their home, and they were very elaborate, complete with candles, kids in bed, you know, and the works. And she and her husband worked hard to spend time together. They had a large family. A lot of times people think that you have to go out to have a good time or you think you can't afford to go out. 
My husband and I love to talk, and we enjoy sitting outside in our lanai drinking a cup of coffee and just talking. Dinners out are nice, but I'd rather sit home and talk or go for a walk together. I consider that a special time. You can also use cell phones for good. Often I get texts from my husband asking me something like, is my girlfriend available to go out to dinner? Which always makes me smile because obviously I'm his wife, not his girlfriend. But he is reminding both of us of our days of dating, which now are very long ago. And so, again, it's important to make time to just spend together. Happy marriage key number six, let go of the past. Another secret to good marriage is to let go of the past. This might take outside help. One of my friends is a trauma specialist and has worked with people in troubled marriages where one spouse thought everything was great and the other spouse was unhappy. This helped one of my friends tremendously. The key was forgiving and letting go of the past. You can find her show at our sister network, the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Look for wholeness and holiness. In that vein, we can't keep score of every infraction each of us does or it will drive us nuts. Sure, mistakes happen and things are said that are later regretted, but keeping track doesn't help anyone. Quit talking about past mistakes and forgive and go on. Easy, right? No, of course not. Recently, I was working on this talk that I'm sharing with all of you now, and my husband and I have been married for 44 years, and we rarely argue. Yes, we've had our share of arguments in the past, but it has been years since something really set us off. And of course, when I'm working on a talk like this, the evil one gets in, right? And so we probably had one of um, the most serious disagreements that we've had in a long time. And we both said unkind things to each other. In fact, broke, you know, some of the cardinal rules in our list today. I was super upset and so was he. And so we couldn't discuss it right then. But we did reconcile by the end of the evening. He more than I, because I felt I was the wounded party. Have you ever felt like that? However, the next day, but we did forgive each other and move on. But the next day I was praying. And I started having all these negative thoughts about my husband, about how I should avoid him and more. And I realized that that was not something that I was just making up. It was really, I felt like it was, you know, tormenting me. And so I just prayed a really quick prayer. And I prayed in the name of Jesus, I come against any negative thoughts about my husband. And please, Lord, bless our marriage. Immediately, all those thoughts went away and I felt better. I felt at peace and I continued praying. If we would just do that, friends, if we would just pray for each other when we are hurt or disappointed, of course, we're going to be hurt and annoyed, but we have to forgive. And that is so important. Even though I had said I had forgiven him, it's still, the thoughts still wanted to come back. And that's the enemy. The enemy gets into our thoughts and he sways us. And truthfully, we make it easy for him. Because who doesn't want to think that they are the wounded party and not right? Take authority of this, and that is the key. And getting right with God helps. Happy marriage, key number seven, words of affirmation. 
Do you praise your spouse, thank them for fixing the bed or doing the laundry or creating meals? Do you thank them for going to work? Maybe both of you work. Many homeschool moms, including myself, work from home. This should not be diminished. Oh my gosh, you stay at home all day or all you do is homeschool or worse. Don't you feel guilty using your husband's money? Yes, that was told to me by a hairdresser when she learned I was a stay-at-home mom. Yes, I ended up going somewhere else the next time. But those things still hurt if people think what we do is not worth anything. We should praise each other because it's a wonderful way to affirm each other's worth, not only in our eyes, but in the eyes of God. And their abilities, no matter how big or how small, are important. We often ask our spouse to do something for us or the family, and this should be a request, not a demand. We do demand in our families, don't we? We talk to our kids and we order them at times, especially if we've asked nicely and that didn't work, to do a chore, go do your homework, or go do some other tasks. But when we demand things of each other, it's not going to go over well, and it's like we're treating our spouse like a kid. We should ask kindly and lovingly when we are asking each other for anything. And we should be encouraged and thankful when they do something, whether it's as well as we could do it, just be thankful you're not having to do it. And I know for all you perfectionists out there, which thankfully I am not one, it's going to be very difficult. But sometimes it's just easier to walk away and let your spouse do whatever it is you asked without chiming in and being thankful. Again, all of this takes prayer and it takes the grace of God. It's not something we can do on our own. It does help to surround yourselves with like-minded friends. It does help to be in a good place with the Lord. I want to leave you with this thought. Love in a good marriage takes work. You know this. But the best kept marriage secrets will continue to be secrets because they're not popular. Please share this with a friend. I know no one wants to hear, we'll die to self, or marriage takes work, or marriage is not 50-50. But is it worth it? Yes. Through the hardships, your love will become stronger, and through the pain, you will unite together. It happened in my marriage of 45 years this year. It takes time, work, and at times sacrifice. But friends, again, it is so worth it. I hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the best kept secrets for a happy marriage. This is episode 515. You can find the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Please share this episode with a friend. Take care, friends. God bless. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.